Yo! What's going on, Albro Einstein? Yo, we're going to be talking about positivity today. It's your boy Jerry, the TRX for Washington. Obviously feeling positive because I jumped the gun on, <laughs> on the intro here. But yeah, it's your boy Jerry, the TRX for Washington, hanging out here at General Fitness Company Studio. Uh, today is... Looking over at the calendar, it is June 28th, 2021. You know, I know what day it is, but sometimes I forget what date it is. You know, it's like since the pandemic just... <laughs> time is just uh, time, the time dimension has shifted <laughs> but yeah it's the 28th and uh this is season 8 episode 74 and today as i said earlier when i jumped the gun we are going to be talking about positivity we're gonna be talking a little bit about my personal experience uh we're gonna be talking about how i can't say the word anecdotal i still can't say it but <laughs> we're talking about that a little bit and we're talking about other people's experiences with positivity as well as some, some scientific evidence that backs up my uh claims about positivity and why positivity is so important to have a healthy life probably the most important thing that I want to talk about that in the episode. I did talk about it for a little bit, but I just want to emphasize the importance of toxic positivity because toxic positivity, I know I say, I'm going to say it in the episode, but I just want to say it here in the intro, which is toxic positivity. It's just not, you may know some people like there's not a lot of people that I know that are, you know, toxically positive, uh, you know, people might look at me and say I'm toxic, toxically positive. Probably not. The, the people that know me know that I'm not toxic, toxically positive. But I do uh, portray a uh, quite the positive affect, <laughs> so to speak. Uh, but yeah, toxic positivity is just not a. It's just not a good thing. It's just like you know those people that are always positive, and um, it's just not healthy. We're going to talk about why it's not healthy in, in today's episode, as well as why it's healthy to have a positive affect all right so let's get into this episode number 74 and i don't know what we're gonna call this one we'll just call it too much positivity is like a drug let's go hey just want to let you know boot camp yeah we got boot camp going on it's uh <laughs> it's warm outside and we've had a couple people inquiring about it I had a couple more people that have jumped in lately so just want to let everybody know that uh, yes officially we are doing boot camps every wednesday friday morning 6 a.m if you want to jump in you can uh, jump on my website generalfitnesscompany.com click on the training and schedule tab and uh, that will be the uh, most effective way to get to me because uh, i'm pretty busy with personal training and uh, it's really inexpensive. In fact, it's only it's ten sessions for only one hundred twenty dollars. So that's more than a month for less than one hundred fifty bucks. That's pretty good. Most most <laughs> most places will charge you one hundred fifty bucks for a session. So yeah, check it out. I'd love to have you out there. And you know, it's always great to be outdoors during this time. Right, I'll check you later. Maybe I'll see you outdoors. Thank you.
All right, so here we go again, starting off another week strong. This has been a pretty busy week here, and I'm ready to rock and roll. A busy week, busy day. It's only the first day of the week, uh, but it's been a pretty busy day here, and I'm ready to rock and roll. So let's get into this one. I want to talk about positivity. You know, like uh, I can tell you from my personal perspective, uh, positivity is has uh, been. Well, I don't know any other way other than positivity. Well, that's not true. Actually, when I was younger, I'd, my positivity wasn't exactly my mantra. I used to have a, you know, I was a little overweight and I, it was kind of like awkward or whatnot. So like positivity wasn't really my thing. Uh, so, you know, I was younger, so I didn't really notice. But as I got older, I kind of grew out of it, uh, especially when I noticed that, you know, just being more positive had just reap better benefits for me you know just like being positive just helped out and, and being an athlete you kind of get into that mindset of like you know visualiza- visualization and just like seeing what you want to have in your life so like i'm going to try to make the case uh with positivity today for you and try to get you to change your perspective if you are like you know feeling like a little negative you know like it's not just my perspective to, you know either it's you know that's anecdote i can never say that word an- an- anecdotal there you go i have to slow it down you know you ever have those words where you can't, <laughs> you can't really say them so you got to say them all slow oh dictionary encyclopedia I don't know. Maybe those are pretty easy words, but anecdotal is uh, one of those words that's tough for me. Hey, feel free to leave in the comments or write me an email. Any words that <laughs> that get you? I know you could probably think of one. Uh, but anyways, listen. It's not just me. It's not just other people's. You know, it's the other word for anecdotal. <laughs> it's not other people's words. It's also scientific. So we're gonna go over all those uh, aspects today in uh, in this episode, and uh, we're gonna actually start off uh, on the other side. We're gonna talk about toxic positivity because yes there is a such thing as toxic positivity right essentially what it is it's like it's people that are almost always optimistic in all situations in all aspects of their lives you know it's like whatever happens in your life or whatever is going on you're like completely optimistic and yeah that sounds like a great great way to be right like you shouldn't be always shouldn't you always be optimistic you shouldn't I mean, life is wonderful, right? You should always be positive in life. But there's a difference between being positive and being optimistic, right? I mean, obviously, you have to be a certain level optimistic to be be successful in life. You know, you have those, you have like people like Elon Musk. He's like really optimistic, but he achieves those things, right? Like people say he couldn't build, uh, you know, an electric car and put it on, put it out there in mass uh, mass scale, and he did. People said that he couldn't uh, build his own rocket and send it off into space, and he did. You know, people said he couldn't have three billion dollar companies in a lifetime, and he did. And he did it in like less than two decades. So, yeah, I mean, there is something to be said about being optimistic and positive a lot, but at the same time, like, you got to think about this: like, not everything in life happens. Uh, that's positive. You know, there's things that are negative that you need to reflect on and things that really going to give you the full ex- ex- experience of life, right? The full emotional experience, if you will. So, f- for instance, you know, like say, you know, I'm trying to think of a, of a situation that, you know, you probably should. Uh, okay. Let's, <laughs> say you get hit by a car. <laughs> that's pretty like not positive, right? 
So say you get hit by a car and your thing is, is like, you know, the optimistic ways to say, well, at least it showed me that I need to look both ways when I'm crossing the street, you know? And yeah, maybe that's one thing. But like at the end of the day, if you're like overly positive, overly optimistic, that can become toxic when uh, those actual feelings that we should feel are bottled up. You know, like if if you're ignoring these feelings that like you are, you know, if you're feeling some type of trauma in some way and you you purposefully avoid it or ignore it in lieu of uh, a more optimistic uh, viewpoint, that's not healthy. So, uh, you know, it's important to think about your emotional state and like exactly what you, you you know, not what you should be feeling, but paying attention to what you actually are feeling and question that feeling, you know, like, obviously, if you get hit by a car, you shouldn't have a positive mindset. But if you get caught in the rain, you shouldn't really be that negative about it, because it's not something, you know, obviously, it's, uh, it's not something you can change, first of all, but it's not something that really is going to you know, change your, alter your whole life. It might change your, you know, might make your clothes wet for a little bit, you know, if you're head to a, an important meeting, it might make you not look so great. But, you know, in the long, in the long run, you know, it's not, it's definitely not as uh, negative as getting hit by a car. So uh, the thing is that it's, it's good to have a positive mindset because like, if you have a positive, like an actual positive mindset not like you know this fake optimism but if you have this positive mindset it actually helps you deal with situations a lot better than someone that doesn't have such a so much of a positive mindset you know i'm sure you know people in your life that don't really think so positively and it seems like a lot of things happen to them that are that are negative and when those things aren't happening to them that are negative they're dwelling on those things that were negative so you know like we if if you dwell on those negative things, yeah, I mean, it's hard to get out of that cycle. You know, it's like if you're having these negative things happen and then you dwell on the negative things, you're just going to create this vicious cycle of just negativity in your life. And it's going to be hard to find your way out of that negativity because, you know, everything that you see is going to be uh, negative. And uh, again, like just to go back to my point uh, one more time on the uh, positive on the, on the overly positive or the toxic positivity is it's essentially like you're not again you're not fulfilling your whole emotional experience you're only seeing one side of the emotional experience and in a way it's like it's like taking drugs you know it's like you're addicted to this one aspect but the other aspect of life you're completely, completely ignoring, you know, like you take drugs, say you take meth or whatnot, and I hope you don't, but say you take meth, you're going to feel great. I've never taken it before, but I'm assuming from what I've heard, you're going to feel great. You know, that's why people get so damn addicted to it, you know, but on the flip side, it absolutely just destroys your life. You know, it's like you have people that literally have been you know, millionaires and people that are doing really well in life and they started taking meth and it completely changed their lives. You know, and that's kind of the same thing is that you have that overly positive view of something that you're doing or something that is happening. Meanwhile, you're uh, avoiding or ignoring the negative uh, aspects of it. So, you know, to have a, 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 a full life, you know, a full emotional experience, to be a 
complete human being, so to speak, you want to experience both aspects of life. You don't want to really, you don't want to rely too heavily on optimism and you don't want to rely too heavily on pessimism. You want to find that equal balance. However, the key here is obviously you don't want to be like super negative and super positive. You want to be, you don't want to be on the, uh, the opposite ends on the spectrum at all times. But, you know, the key is to kind of find that, that happy medium where you don't get too high and don't get too low. Just find like a, a point in your life like the Stoics, you know, they never really got too high, never got too low. And actually their saying was, it's funny that their saying is actually the same saying uh, that Gary Vee, uh, says, you know, you're you're going to die. Those three words are like a staple in stoicism. It's like, you're going to die. And why do they say that? Because whatever you're doing in life, it doesn't compare to the fact that we're going to die. So if you always keep that in your mind that you're going to die, however, you know, morbid it may sound, you're going to understand that like, all this stuff doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things because you're going to die. So to just realize your own mortality, to just take note of that on a consistent basis will have you give you the 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 necessary the necessary uh, fortitude, so to speak, to experience life, not only in its negatives, but also in its positives, because the positives, you know, will obviously bring you up and the negatives will make you appreciate those positives. So. Again, here, you know, it's just a, it's a matter of just being positive, but not in a way that is like negative. <laughs> so let me see if I could try to uh, try to elaborate with some uh, personal experience. So I'm going to go back to uh, my uh, my roots here with uh, four years ago, my roots here in General Fitness Company. And I remember when I first started this company. You know, I didn't really know what to think, right? I really didn't. I just was hoping that it would work out. And it it did. You know, when I mean, I don't know what would happen otherwise. I never could, you know, nobody ever knows what's going to happen if you do something else, right? You can only know what happens when you do what you do. <laughs> so I know in the beginning, I worked really hard because obviously you have to work hard. At least I believed you have to work hard to start a company, you know, and I think that's pretty much what everybody does. They work really hard to start their company. Uh, But I worked really hard, like so hard that I, you know, I didn't really get much sleep. And it was hard for me to focus. And it was really hard for me to um, I almost got kind of into a a cycle of like unproductive work, so to speak, you know, I was like, I could see myself working, and I visualized myself working in a positive emotions I felt were from working or from or from spending time in the office right so what happened is essentially that those positive feelings kept getting perpetuated and they weren't they didn't lead to productive action I mean they were I was doing things here I was doing what I felt like I what I felt like needed to be done but when I took a step back, I realized that, you know, my positivity um, or at least my emotional, my emotional attachment uh, to what I was doing was not positive. You know, it was like I was feeling a positive emotion from working myself too hard rather than feeling a positive emotion from like creating actual value for people uh, outside of the organization. You know, like I was being 
selfish in a way, but it wasn't a really uh, productive selfishness, so to speak. You know, it was like in my mind, I was uh, doing what was going to make me uh, more money. I was doing what was going to make the company uh, more valuable. However, in all actuality, I was just feeding off this perpetual feeling of productivity, which was actually a negative result, even though it was a positive feeling, it was a negative result of doing un- unproductive work. Again, so uh, so to kind of go back, I, I stepped back, you know, I kind of looked at what I was doing. And, you know, over a course of, it took me about 18 months to kind of course correct a little bit. But uh, now I'm doing, uh, I'm, I'm spending a lot less time at the office. I'm, you know, making a lot more money and I'm happier. And I'm happier in a positive way because I, what I'm doing is more in line with what I visualize for uh, for the company. So, you know, it's like they say positive thinking is important, right? It's important to uh, be positive. But it's I think it's what they really mean is to visualize the world as you want it. I mean, because essentially that's what we all want. We want a positive uh, experience from life. You know, nobody goes around thinking that they want to have, uh, that they, they want to, you know, get into an accident or nobody goes into, wakes up in the morning and says, I hope I get robbed today. You know, people don't think that, you know, people say, I hope I don't get robbed today. Uh, but people don't think that <laughs> they want uh, a negative experience in life. However, people dwell on those negative experiences and that's where you get into trouble. Uh, as I was saying before, you know, with that neg- when I was talking about negativity and that cycle, is when you dwell on those negative experiences, you tend to actually create those negative experiences in your life. See, there's this, uh, well, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of theory behind this, you know, about you know, visualization and, uh, you know, kind of creating your own experience. Uh, but, you know, there is there is some truth to that. There's scientific studies that have shown that more, uh, that, we are all connected in that all experiences that we create have been created already in maybe not our personal ego conscious, but in a global universal conscious. So I don't want to get too much into that because I'm not woo woo in that, in that way. I mean, I'm pretty sure there's people out there that can make a really logical argument. But from what the science has shown, uh, they've had a few experiments that have shown that uh, you know, with the random number generators, they've had people that, you know, with a random number generators, essentially a pro a computer program that has no connection to any human being. Essentially what it does, is just spits out numbers, uh, based on some kind of algorithm or whatnot. And as it sounds, the numbers are completely generated at random. But uh, a, few, a few of these studies that I looked into, uh, they showed that these computer numbers, they would spit you know, they'd spit out these certain numbers, but then when you had like an observer or someone in the room that would have some kind of influence, those numbers started to become less and less random. Like they had some kind of pattern or some sort, you know, maybe they were, you know, a sequential order or they were, you know, five numbers away or they were all something that, that were like maybe either similar in pattern or they're similar into what the researcher or the observer was thinking so that's you know that's kind of interesting right because these are random number generators these numbers are just pretty much you know popped out from 
you know, wherever. It's not like they can, the person is controlling the numbers. The, you know, the computer's doing its thing and the observer is literally just sitting there just thinking. And these numbers start to go along, go, got, start to get in tune with what that observer is thinking. So it's, it's really interesting how that works. And there's actually another one that's really interesting that I found to be just really amazing. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's kind of a play on the, uh, on that, on the, uh, the random number generator experiment, except for in this one, they took a, a plant, right? They took a plant and it was in a section, you know, maybe an eight by 10 room, like a very small room. And in the middle of the room, they put a light, you know, it's on, on, you know, hanging from the ceiling. And what that light did, it shined in four quadrants of the room, right? You know, each corner of the room. And what it was, again, like kind of the random number generator. They had the light just go in, you know, random, random corners. And it would, it would pretty much every time they would put the plant in there, no matter what quadrant they put that plant in, they found that that random light would always have a, uh, a majority of the time spent on that light or on, excuse me, on the plant. So it's not just limited to us as human beings. Again, like, as I was saying, as briefly said before, we're all connected. Everything is connected, not just human beings, but, you know, plants, other animals, stars, planets, galaxies, aliens, if they're out there, you know, everything is connected. You know, we all come from the same thing. We all come, we're all stardust. You know, we all come from the same thing. So we're all connected. And there's the, the various theories in uh, quantum physics as well as, uh, uh, well, I know for, from, from quantum physics, you have the entanglement theory, and I'm pretty sure everybody's familiar with that. And essentially, you know, what, it's a, it's a theory, but it could be, it could more, might as well be law because we've had so many experiments proving it that, you know, one, th one particle uh, on one side of a room or one side of the planet can be affected by another particle. And these are particles that are, you know, completely different. They're not touching at all. Obviously, they're on the other side of the planet. But somehow, quantumly, they, one is affected by another. So we found that particles have effects on other particles. And maybe we don't know those effects yet. We don't know exactly what is connected. We'll probably never find out what is connected because this is a very vast universe. But we do know that we can that there is a universal conscience. You know, we don't you know, we don't really say it that in science that much, but for the most part they can't account for consciousness. And, and, and that being said, they assume that there is a universal conscience, that everything has some kind of conscience, whether it's their personal conscience or the conscience of the universe. Everything has a conscience in which it is interacting with the universe as a whole. So now we got that woo-woo stuff out of the way and with, uh, with, back, with the, back with science. As, uh, here's a couple ways that you can keep yourself positive. So as I said before, visualization is like the most important thing for a, a positive mindset because it's optimistic in a way, but it's optimistic in the sense that it's not like impromptu optimism, right? That impromptu optimism is, you know, that's teetering on that toxic positivity where, you, where you're not really experiencing the whole 
emotional gambit. You're just like, something happens, automatic optimism. Whereas, like, if you are visualizing, something may happen that is counter to what you hope for, but you give yourself the opportunity to fully experience that, 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 that event. You know, it's like you, 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 you experience that event. You may have a preset determination or preset uh, expectation of what you want from the event. But you're, by visualizing, by, you know, practicing visualization, if it doesn't happen, you're not necessarily in that mindset where it needs to be a positive thing. You can, exert, you can observe what's going on, and because you visualized, you'll have that, that optimism that that thing might, that you want may happen down the road, but it's, gonna not, it's, it's not going to affect your mindset in the present state, if that makes sense. So uh, one, one way that you can kind of get into that visualization and, get, and not have your mind uh, so affected by the present state or present events, present situation, present environment is by meditating. You know, I know, I know meditation, it sounds like woo-woo again. I, know, I said I got away from the woo-woo stuff, but there's, there's so many so many people that have benefited from meditation. You know, obviously we have those meditation gurus in Burma and Nepal and India and stuff like that. Uh, but you, I mean, nowadays you have athletes, you know, you have actors, you have uh, CEOs, you have a lot of people that are successful and successful in their lives and they practice some form of meditation. Now it doesn't have to be some type of like you sitting in a room with your legs crossed and the, and the candles on and you're in like a white robe or whatnot. It could just be you just laying down for 30 minutes and just visualizing a life that you, you'd you want or just like totally uh, unplugging from the environment that you're in because sometimes you need that because sometimes you get so like plugged in, you know, you get so caught up in the uh, events of the moment that you don't have time to actually process those things and emotionally respond to them uh, accordingly. So... It's good to be, it's, it's good to have that time to step away, especially if you're having like, you know, one of those hectic days or whatnot, and it gives your, your, it gives you that time to reset because we know scientifically that through this thing called neuroplasticity, that our minds shape and change. Like, you know, 50 years ago, we used to think that you got a certain amount of brain cells or, or brain neurons or whatnot. And that was it. Like you, once those neurons died, you died. Uh, but we found that, yes, the brain does generate new neurons, there's new connections, and there's new ways of learning. And it happens throughout life. However, the thing is that as we go along and we have these routines in our lives and we stop learning, uh, we lose these connect neurological connections and we lose our ability to create this uh, this thing called neuroplasticity, which essentially means that you have the ability to create new connections and learn new things and see your environment differently. Because that's essentially what happens when you learn something, right? When you learn something, you're not seeing the environment the same way as you saw before you learn that thing. So by meditating, you take that, you know, that cycle of neuroplasticity that is like maybe uh, training your brain to be more uh, negative or training your brain to be more reactive, you take yourself out of that situation and you put yourself in more of a position to think about things and, uh, and, and respond accordingly. And in turn, it makes you more uh, adapted to uh, these 
these environmental factors. And, and, and it actually makes you more resilient. It makes you able to process these things a little bit better. It makes you able to handle these negative situations better because you have the ability uh, to meditate and you have the ability to kind of separate yourself emotionally from these events. So you can experience these events, but you don't have to react to the events once you uh, become more fluent in, in, medita in meditation. And it's because, again, with meditation, you're practicing taking yourself, you're taking your ego out of the moment. You know, you, you're, you're not your ego. You are a human being that is composed of a lot of parts, but a lot of us are run simply by the ego. But there's more to us than ego. There's, there, you know, there's the intellect, there's the soul, there's more of us than just simply this ego that runs a lot of us. You know, this I, 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 you know, this me, 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 I, I, I. There's the sense of us, the sense of uh, community that we have that's not necessarily the ego that can give us more information and give us more of, a, uh, of an opportunity to see the world as it really is rather than just from our own eyes. So, yeah, meditation is a great way to just kind of keep yourself uh, more positive. You know, and, um, and another way is just to be, <laughs> is gratitude. You know, I've talked, I had a whole episode on gratitude about, uh, about a month and a half ago. And, uh, yeah, gratitude is just something that makes you happy. And the reason why it makes you happy is because you're just, you, you actually feel grateful. It makes you happier. With gratitude, when you practice gratitude, it borderlines uh, that those same feelings of uh, toxic positivity. The only difference is, though, that with gratitude, gratitude gives you that feeling that whatever you are, uh, whatever you're grateful for, you'll get more of, right? Because that's essentially what gratitude gratitude does. No matter what, everybody, everybody that says they practice gratitude and everybody that is a great, grateful person, they inevitably get more of that thing that they're grateful for. So that's why it's kind of hard to practice gratitude for a car accident, because then you'll get more car accidents. Gratitude is something, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a proactive way of looking at the things that you have in your life and being grateful for them. So in the sense that it, it, it differs from toxic uh, positivity. It's more of a proactive way of looking at things rather than actually looking at them and saying, this is great, <laughs> is a way of looking at the things you have in your life and saying, hey, these are, are great things, you know? So, I mean, th th those are two really good ways. You know, obviously another, another way would be just to just try to be happy or whatnot or you know what? I'll give you one last one here because I think it's, it's a really good one. And that's just kind of, it, it, that's just to take time for yourself. You know, that kind of borders on meditation, but it's a little bit more than that. It's like really like taking the time to just be with yourself, not like sitting on the couch watching TV or like, you know, <laughs> eating, you know, eating your favorite snack or whatnot. You know, it's like, it has to be a little bit more than that. When it comes to like taking time for yourself, it's actually doing something that's like, you know, like a hobby, you know, something that is like close to your passion, things that actually bring you joy. Spend time with yourself doing those things. And if you don't have those things in your life right now, I would highly encourage you to like really stop those those, you know, wasting time things, playing video games, watching movies, 
you know, talking on the phone or whatnot, doing those things that, you know, maybe obviously, you know, obviously, you know, talking on the phone is, is not necessarily a bad thing because if you're talking to family members you haven't talked to in a while, that's important. But you don't understand what I'm saying. You know, those things that you know that aren't really productive for you and those things that don't really bring you joy. If it's not bringing you joy and you're doing it during your downtime, then you're probably not, if you're probably not spending the time with yourself that you really need to be spending because it's if you're not getting to know yourself it's really hard to love yourself and i'm not saying that you're going to hate yourself but it's really hard to love yourself and know yourself and to kind of go back to what i was talking about before get those things for yourself that you want it's hard to visualize those things that you need for yourself because you don't really know what would really make you happy right so like if you are doing these things you know if your thing if your thing in your mind you know, that visualization that you're making is that you want to be happy, right? But you have no idea of what's going to make you happy other than like eating chips on the couch and watching TV. You're going to find a way subconsciously in your life to make that happen more. And it might ha you might get so, you know, you might get so streamlined with that thought that you might end up like losing your job <laughs> and you'll be forced to be watching TV, eating chips all day. So, again, it's important to know who you are and what you love so you can continue doing those things, you know, so you can subconsciously create those things because, you know, we don't do everything with our conscious, obviously. You know, we don't digest with our consciousness. You don't think to yourself, time to digest my food. You know, there's things outside of our actual uh, conscious control that uh, affect our internal and external environment. So, Getting to know that internal environment as much as possible, meaning like, you know, and I'm talking about your digestion, but your actual, your feelings and what, you know, what drives you, that's going to be way more important than any skill that you might be able to develop because those skills that you develop, you know, you say, you know, we've had, you've heard that before, you know, we've had people that have gone to college for four years, even eight years, and they're not even doing the job that they went to school for because, you know, they thought they thought one thing and, you know, a whole complete and they realize that they are in love with something completely different. You know, obviously, there's cases where, you know, people went to school, couldn't find a job in the thing that they're they want to get a job in. And they had they were forced to do something else for money. But you hear a lot more times, especially recently, you know, because everybody has a degree. Now you have these people that are getting degrees and all kinds of stuff and they can't get jobs in it because, you know, you know maybe maybe or maybe not. It wasn't. And maybe it was their passion or maybe it wasn't. But for the most part, you hear a lot of people that say that they're not in the career uh, they thought they were going to be in because when they started taking classes or when they uh, finished their major, they realized that it just didn't really, you know, didn't really do it for them. So knowing yourself is probably one of the most important things that you can do when it comes to actually having uh, a positive outlook on life. Because once you know yourself, you can create uh, you can create those visualizations in your mind that are more adept to uh, the world that you want to have. You can uh, from there, you can start to uh, actually be thankful for the things that you have put, brought into your life. And of course, you know, those the, the meditation that you have can be uh, more of a uh, more of a spiritual uh, journey uh, rather than a, a, a recovery, you know, like a more, you know, it's, it's, it's less of a I need, less of an escape and more of a journey into who you are and how you can help yourself uh, live a more productive, valuable and happier life. 
So yeah, that's that's kind of what I want to talk to you today about uh, positivity. You know, there's a lot of a lot to it. You know, a lot, a lot of people ask me all the time about why am I why am I so positive? How am I so positive? And you know, it's funny. I I really wish I could tell you that it was this that just this one thing that got me to be positive. Uh, but you know, there's just a lot of things that kind of put that that put me in that 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 mindset. You know, there's a lot of things that happened, both negative. And positive that really gave me uh, the aspect or the uh, the perspective that I have on life now about you know just why it's important to be positive. Again, you know, it was athletics that taught me the the, the importance of visualization. It was the death of of a few of my uh, close family members that taught me about gratitude and appreciation for the people that I have in my life. You know, there's just a lot of uh, thing. You know, my 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 changing of my jobs it gave me uh, the the confidence. Uh, to believe in uh, the power of positive thought because, you know, I had actually beforehand, I had the confidence and it just reinforced it because you have to have the confidence to believe in the power of positive thought before you make a big big life-changing career decision like I did. But it just reinforced it. So all those things, you know, put together kind of make me who I am and all the things in your life put together make you who you are. But that, again, to go back to that neuroplasticity, Whatever you are doesn't necessarily doesn't necessarily mean that's who you always will be. So meditate, be grateful, and spend time with yourself. Just be positive about it. All right, so I'll check you on Wednesday. I really do appreciate you listening. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you did, I'd really, really, really would enjoy reading your uh, ratings. Reading, well, I guess you can't really read ratings. You just look at the stars. But (laughs) looking at your ratings and uh, reading your reviews. If you're on Apple Music, you can just scroll all the way to the bottom. And you'll see a little box where you can put your input in there. I really appreciate that. Also, I'd love for you to share this. If you have an opportunity to uh, just scroll. I think you scroll down. Actually, you know what? Well, it's always different everywhere you are. But I know on Apple Music, there's like a little uh, button on the top where you can say uh, share. You know, just hit that share button and that would be great. So, uh, yeah, that's it. (laughs) I'll check you later. Uh, I hope you're having a good one. And as always, keep good company.